You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I feel like who art ed? Who art ed? Mr. Wood art ed me. Either way, it's ambiguous. It works on so many levels. I know. Welcome to Who Arted, where we explore visual arts in an audio medium. I'm your host, Kyle Wood. And for this week's Fun Fact Friday, I have been thinking a lot about unions and workers as I have seen my old alma mater, the Art Institute of Chicago, is going through the unionization process. And big shout out to AIC. Woo! I am always on the worker's side. And so as I've been thinking about workers and their representation in the arts and in culture more broadly, I have been thinking a lot about Diego Rivera and his great frescoes, um, specifically the Detroit industry murals. Now, Diego Rivera is not the household name that his wife Frida Kahlo is today. But he was more than just a terrible husband. In the early 20th century, he was actually the more established artist of the couple. He was born in Mexico, and after studying art in the Academy of San Carlos in Mexico City, he went over to Europe to paint and continued developing artistically. He became friends with artists like Modigliani, he was influenced by the works of Cezanne, and he embraced Cubism, although he came to despise Pablo Picasso, who he said ripped him off. Ultimately, the most impactful experience of Rivera's European study was probably his time in Italy, where he studied numerous Renaissance frescoes. In 1921, Rivera returned to Mexico and joined the government-sponsored Mexican murals program. Rivera became one of the most prominent Mexican muralists, along with Orozco and Sigueros. The idea of the murals project was to unify the country after the Mexican Revolution. The murals gave artists an outlet to express their political beliefs, and the idea was to portray the ideals of the revolution and lift up the people. There was great emphasis on the pride in the cultural heritage of the indigenous people of Mexico, as well as the workers who built the nation. Beautiful works being created around Mexico were noticed by art lovers around the world, and as one might expect, Rivera received many commissions, including from patrons in Mexico's neighbor to the north. In America, however, his work was a bit more controversial, as Diego Rivera was a member of the Communist Party, which has never been particularly popular in the capitalist country. Rivera's reputation and his anti-capitalist bona fides are a little bit suspect as he was known to pay his workers poorly and put them through a grueling work schedule. 
Another point of controversy in this particular work was Rivera's depiction of an integrated workforce. He showed workers of different races working together, and for some reason people found that distasteful. But the controversy no doubt helped to make his 1932 commission for the Detroit Institute of Arts a massive success. The Detroit News declared Rivera's works to be vulgar and un-American, so naturally 10,000 people came to visit the museum in a single day. The Detroit industry murals consist of 27 frescoes. Now, a fresco is created by painting on freshly applied plaster, so the pigments basically soak into the wall, it soaks into the plaster, and it becomes permanently fixed in the wall as the plaster sets. They're very durable, but kind of labor-intensive to create. Rivera and his assistants painted the 27 massive frescoes in just eight months. They worked at a grueling pace, routinely putting in 15-hour days without breaks. The work was said to have been so intense that Diego Rivera lost 100 pounds during this time. While, as I said, he did not always live up to his ideals and paid his own workers poorly, Diego Rivera was inspired by what he witnessed in Detroit. He spent months touring factories and made hundreds of preparatory sketches before he began work on the actual frescoes. In 1932, as he was creating the Detroit Industry Murals, workers from Ford were agitating for better pay and working conditions. 6,000 workers went on strike, and in those days, a strike would be sabotaged by employers. There was violence, and five people were killed. Revere wanted to show how human beings intertwined with the machines. He showed the machines and the assembly lines that powered the industries, but really emphasized the hard work of the people powering those machines. We see their hands, their bulging muscles. We see teams of workers united to produce the various goods that we rely on every day. And we see inspections happening to keep those workers safe. Rivera's murals show us that the modern conveniences are not the natural state of the world, but they're rather the result of hard work by countless people whose names we'll never know and whose struggles we rarely consider. Labor unions gave America the eight-hour workday, weekends, and the middle class, and Diego Rivera worked his assistants 15 hours a day for eight months straight to make sure we could see it. This concludes this week's episode of Who Arted? If you found this tolerable, please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening. You can find images of the work being discussed this week and every week in the show notes on Twitter at WoodArtEd and on the website whoartedpodcast.com. Podcast done.